Blog Talk Radio. You're tuned in to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host for the evening, Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. This is where Chicago's Black Business Network members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience and the world. These discussions can be political, musical, or entertaining. They can be serious or fun. Tell us what's on your mind tonight. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our chat rooms are open. We're here every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. right here on blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn.
Welcome to Chicago's Black Business Network.com on Blog Talk Radio for Tuesday, January 25th, 2011. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of CBBN and your host for this evening's show. CBBN on Blog Talk Radio is a promotional tool for the members of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. This is where our members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience, and the world. These discussions can be political, musical, and entertaining, and sometimes they are. They can be serious and they can be fun, but we are always, always about your vision. Let's talk about nothing but success in 2011. We open up the show with a friend, one of my favorite songs by CBBN member, Sylvia Frederick. Let's hear from you real soon, Sylvia. This show is part of a new series, and it's only a few weeks old. We're looking forward to assisting you in the best way possible in taking your business to the next level of service and success. And that is our mission. That is what we do. We currently have 700-plus members, and we look forward to you being a part of what we do. Chicago's Black Business Network.com was started in 2008. Since that time, we've added CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, the show that you're now listening to, as well as Black Wall Street USA, which is on the air every Thursday night for more than a year now with host Ron Carter, who is chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and candidate for Alderman for the 17th Ward. And in support of my brother in spirit and business associate, Ron Carter, I can only say, if you want everything to remain the same, vote the same way, and it will certainly not change. If you look at the medium income in the Inglewood area, which is one of the areas that the 17th Ward covers, it is less than $11,000. I want to be clear about that. The medium income in Inglewood is less than $11,000 and is projected to remain the same for the next five years. Those are City of Chicago stats. So let me repeat that for you. If you want everything to remain the same, vote the same way, and it will certainly not change. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Perdue, the founder. Now, in addition to Black Wall Street USA, we've added another show, which comes on tonight right after this show, and we certainly wish that you would stay tuned. Following this show at 7.30 p.m. will be the Consumer Show with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where Mr. McNeil will answer your questions about real estate, business law, consumer protection rights, and your political and legal questions. Tonight's topic is understanding your mortgage loan. I'm sure that you have many questions for Mr. McNeil. So if you've ever been to a closing, you've still got that stack of like 100 sheets of paper that your attorney was just passing to you, passing to you, passing to you, and you still don't understand, stay tuned for us after 7.30 this evening and ask a friend to join us. Mr. McNeil is a CBBN member. The candidate, Ron Carter, is a CBBN member. We hope that you will become one, too. There's no charge to be a member of Chicago's com. But I want to take a few minutes here to tell you about some of the premium member perks. Oh, yeah, we got perks. We got perks. A few of the benefits, one of the things that we do for our members is we will put out a 10,000-piece 10, 10, event email blast for you with a premium membership. The premium memberships are six months long, and you will get an email blast. Also, uh, on this show and on Black Wall Street show, we will allot you 10 
MP3 ad announcements up to 60 minutes. And we want you to know that not only will your ad be heard on CBB and on Blog Talk Radio, your ad will be rebroadcast, as our shows are, on WJTCChicago.com on the weekends. So you have double the coverage. This is a great package, people. You can post your events. You can post your banners. Also, you can form your own group for your own company. So it's like having your own company within our whole network. Also, if you also, also have a blog talk radio show, we're not in competition. We're in collaboration. We will replay your blog talk radio show on our CBBN station. All of this for six-month membership for $50. And I'll tell you why we keep the cost low. I'll tell you why. Because we succeed when you succeed. So come over and join Chicago's Black Business Network. Take a part of everything we do. Join us today and touch the world. You can listen to all of our shows. We have over 100 shows now in archives. And that's another benefit for you. Anytime you have an ad on our shows, someone goes back and plays our archives, they will, listen, they will hear your show. I want to remind you, Saturday mornings, WJPC Chicago, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., you can rehear our shows on that station. So check their program schedule. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Unbelievably, I've been forgetting to do it. It's open tonight. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. That's how we connect. If you need to speak to a host, which is myself, a guest, or if you have a question or comment, press the number one. That's the way you let me know you want to come on the air. Okay, I have people calling and say, I tried to get on, I tried to get on. Press the number one. Everyone who listens to our shows knows that Chicago's Black Business Network and that this show, CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, are dedicated to the memory of Harold Washington, the first black mayor of Chicago. It is our way of giving respect to Mr. Washington's memory and keeping his name and contributions on the minds and in the hearts of our fellow Chicagoans. So every week we're going to have what I like to call a Harold Washington moment where we share just a little bit of information about our great mayor. You know by now that Harold was born April 15, 1922, on a Saturday at Cook County Hospital in Chicago. But in 1942, he was drafted in the U.S. Army and sent overseas as part of a segregated unit of the Air Force Engineers, then part of the U.S. Army. Washington served three years in the South Pacific and rose to the rank of first sergeant. I'm going to go back and emphasize the part that he was part of a segregated unit in the Air Force Engineers to remind you of the time that he was living in that he was a part of, and that was a part of him at age 20. But in spite of it all, in spite of it all, he prevailed and completed more than 100 courses during his time in the military, which led to him being the well-versed thinker and man that he was. Now, if you're a longtime resident of Chicago and you grew up and knew our mayor personally, please call in anytime, anytime. Call me and share your stories with us. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network and your host for this show. 
Our caller number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information in the chat room. We're going to take a break here, and we're going to be right back. Thank you so much. A successful special event can be very challenging and stressful at times. Our staff of professionals organizes your event down to every last detail, no matter what size your special event may be. Our creativity and attention to detail turns your ordinary party into an extraordinary event. At Andy Clyde's, world-class service for our clients is standard. We can provide travel arrangements, accommodations, event sites, caterers, florists, photographers, transportation, hairstylists, and makeup artists, favors, daily plans for guests, and pre-event information such as detailed maps, save-the-date cards, and invitations. Being a custom event planner means that we cater to you. We are not locked in by guidelines passed down by corporate. It is our job to find the best possible way to present your event. We have been referred to as dream weavers because we listen to what you want and get it done. Our specialties are the vacation packages. Visit our website at www. Andyclides.net to see examples of what sets our services above others. And remember, at Andy Clides, we are your I got my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way. I'm feeling good. Ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day. Oh, I'm feeling good. I really wanted with so much now that I've learned to appreciate it. I'm feeling good. But the reason for all this energy is because I feed off the power of faith, optimism, and positivity. And in case you didn't know it, the fun has started. And all efforts to maintain it cannot be done half-hearted. Now recognize... They say time flies when you're having fun, but I say the more time you got for fun, the less time flies. The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing, the flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening, and I'm feeling good. Got my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way. I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing, and I'm making history on this day. Oh, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good with so much now that I've learned to appreciate. But the reason for this smile on my face and why I appreciate every breath Is because I'm surrounded by a lot of love and respect Plus I realize the more we appreciate, the more we get back And that's not theory, it's fact But you want to know the real reason why I'm just grinning and cheesing? It's simply because I'm still breathing. The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing. The flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening. And I'm feeling good. Got my mind made up, ain't nothing gonna stop me from feeling this way. I'm feeling good, ain't nothing wrong with a good thing. And I'm making history on this day. I'm feeling good, I've been wanted with so much now that I've learned to appreciate. And I'm feeling good, a great day to be alive with this but the real reason I'm excited is because I recognize negativity and know exactly how to fight it. 
Plus it's by my conscience in which I am guided I am way too blessed to be stressed For me nothing is impossible I am too reluctant to succumb to the pressures of worldly obstacles The sun is rising, the birds are starting to sing The flowers are blossoming, oh, something great is happening And I'm feeling good I'm feeling my mind made up Welcome back to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, and you're listening to you were listening to Inspire Something Great. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder of CBBN, and your host for this evening's show. Also, during the break, you heard from one of my supporters, AndyClyde.net, down there in Atlanta, Georgia, and a member of CBBN. Give Andy Clyde a call for all of your event needs nationwide. You are welcome to add your 60-minute marketing message to our shows. Call me at 312-239-8835 so that we can share your information with our members. That's 312-239-8835. Our caller number is 347-326-9477, 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. Each week we'd like to feature one of our CBBM members, and our feature member this week is Janice Orr. Her company is Phoenix Rising, and I'm going to read you what her profile says on our website. It asks, uh, tell us about your business business for the next year. And this is her response. Phoenix Rising is perhaps the only black-owned bed and breakfast in Maryland. We've been named one of the great AA-owned in the U.S., in Essence Magazine, and one of the 10 best in blackenterprise.com, by blackenterprise.com. We opened on Valentine's Day 2000. We are small, three rooms, each with a different theme, intimate, luxurious, comfortable, and filled with love, and art made by us, African, African African-American, Native American, and Haitian. Our inn is a centrally located Victorian townhouse where guests can walk to many of the Baltimore's main attractions. Uh, She says Oreo baseball, depends on what kind of fan you are, Ravens football stadium, Inner Harbor, Art and Cultural Museums, Restaurants, Galleries, HBCUSs, and other colleges and universities, and much more. We offer delicious, full-hearty country gourmet, vegetarian, and vegan breakfast. For an extra cost, guests may have in-room spa treatments. It is a great place to hold weddings, receptions, showers, pamper parties, off-venue business meetings, dinner, or to just relax. 
We also have a fabulous outdoor patio area. Now, although we're Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com, we do reach out across the world. The Blog Talk Radio Show is worldwide. So it's not unusual for Phoenix Rising to be a part of our network, although Janice Orr is in Maryland. For more information, you can uh, look at the glorious, glorious rooms and setups that she has at Phoenix Rising. P-H-O-E-N-I-X-R-I-S-I-N. I'll put that in the chat room, phoenixrising.com. And uh, we look forward to working with Ms. Orr. Ms. Orr has an interest in uh, some bed and breakfast out here in Chicago as well, and we appreciate her being a premium member of Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com. Let me just share a couple of events with you coming up. The first event, well, really not the first. It might be the last. Uh, Let's meet on 35th Street. This will be our sixth networking event, and they're getting better and better every time. For connecting, that is much more than networking. Let's make the contacts that you need in 2011 that will take your business to the next level of success. That's February 4th. That's a Friday, 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. So we want you to come after work. Those who get off a little bit later can still come out and enjoy. That's going to be at the offices of the South Street Journal, 449 East 35th Street, and that is in Chicago, 449 East 35th Street. That is in Chicago. That's Let's Meet on the Street for Networking Chicago Style. Uh, we're going to have some little nice drum beats, a little d- drum demonstration in honor of Black History Month. Uh, some sparkling wines and some great hors d'oeuvres laid out for us by one of our sponsors. Now, also bring your best business presentation. Bring your best business presentation because uh, everyone's going to get an opportunity to connect, to let us know who they are. And last but not least, you get to view the beautiful art of Ron Carter, which is all over the walls. If you haven't been here to see his art, you should. Also, um, Last but not least, we are going to do a live broadcast of Black Wall Street that evening so that those of you who are there, first come, first serve, can broadcast their business visions, what their service is about, leave your information, and uh, we will see that that information gets out to our network. Also, coming up, can you answer the tough questions? You've probably seen my blast on that. If you don't know, I'm author of Black Wall. Black, oh, I'm getting it all missed up. Black America Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010. If you don't know, that book came out in July. I am the author. That is my first book. I've had a couple of book discussions, but we have one coming up at the King Library Branch. branch located at 3436 South King Drive, and that's tomorrow, 2.30 to 4 p.m. at the King Library Branch. We do hope that you join us, 3436 South King Drive. Uh, the book is available on Amazon.com. It's available for me. If you come by that Friday, February 4th, you can pick it up. Also, and you may, if you're on our list, if you're on our mailing list, if not, call me, leave your email address, and I will add you to our mailing list. Or another way to get on our mailing list is to become a fan of my page, Chicago's Black Business Network, on Facebook. Or if you go to Chicago's Black Business Network.com, in the right-hand column of every page, there is a blue box that says join our mailing list, and you can become a part of what we do. On January 29th from 1130 a.m., to 2 p.m., 
we're going to record your answers to the tough questions. It's going to be our first video recording. Call me at 312-239 to make your reservations. We will be recording out the offices of South Street Journal, 449 East 35th Street, in the conference room. You can visit my website, askingourselvesthetoughquestions.com, for more details. I'll be posting all the information tonight, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions. And for more information, you can email me on that site if you want to confirm your reservations. I want to play just one example of one of the questions called Tough Question Number One. Here we go. Tough question number one. Imagine that you are a black man and the year is 1955. You're walking down the street in a community known as Bridgeport in Chicago. And four white men pull up beside you in a Chevy. Are you afraid? Imagine the year is 1964 and you are a young black man driving down a dark road on your way to Meridian, Mississippi with two Jewish associates. When you see the bright lights of a car in your rearview mirror, then you see a flashing red light and know that it is a police vehicle. Do you feel safe or are you forever regretful? Imagine as a black man in the year 2010, you're driving through Chicago's Inglewood community and you quite appropriately stop at a stop sign. Before you can pull off, four black men pull up next to your car. Are you scared? Where do you as a black American feel safe? Where do you feel threatened? Why are we still afraid? Haven't we been afraid long enough? Welcome back to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. And listening, you were listening to the first tough question. Just let me permit you to tell a little bit about the publication, which is now available on Amazon.com. Asking ourselves the tough questions is a formalized five-part question and answer session that began in July 2010 and ends with the last publication in 2014. This series of books will challenge black America to collectively engage in a dialogue that will, I do believe, initiate solutions to our collective concerns and issues. Armed with the knowledge that we are without limitations in spirit or mind, we march forward together to fulfill the hopes and dreams of our people. My vision for the 2014 publication is Black America, Our Questions Answered. Watch for our radio and TV broadcasts where we travel around the country and ask America the tough questions. You can visit our website at askingourselvesthetoughquestions.com, and you can also log in your answers to the tough questions on that website. And wanted you to know that coming up for book, uh, the second book, which is Black America, the 2011 Experience, we are going to take the answers from that website, asking ourselves the tough questions, and we're going to solicit questions from America, from Black America, to go in the 2011 book. So as a matter of fact, you will write the book yourself. So we look forward to this exciting experiment, and uh, we look forward to you being a part of all that we do. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. We'll be right back with you. It's a people problem. That's you people. and me. 
But we could solve this confusion if we tried instead of shooting. Plus, there's no excuse when we have mouths that could use them for apologizing and acknowledging fault instead of falsely accusing, making threats, shouting, and verbally abusing. You see, we could blame race because it's easy and it's legal, but the one common denominator, people, is
welcome back to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. And that was a people problem by Inspire out of Las Vegas. He also did uh, something great. And we want to remind you that we're here every Tuesday evening from 6.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to stay tuned for the Consumer Show with Derek McNeil. And uh, attorney and CPA Derek McNeil can answer your questions regarding real estate, mortgages, business law, political, civil rights, legal rights. Uh, If you're having problems as a renter or an owner of property, he is the person to call. He is the person to ask. In uh, doing the show with Derek, I also learned that sometimes, uh, and I learned this from him, sometimes we need a CPA, sometimes we need an attorney. Sometimes we think we need an attorney when we may really need a CPA. That's something that I've learned in the last couple of weeks of his being on the air with the Consumer Show. So stay tuned for uh, his show at 7.30. Call in with your questions. His topic tonight is understanding your mortgage. Don't forget to uh, stop by tomorrow for our book discussion on the tough questions over at the King Library, 3436 South King Drive. We look forward to seeing you there. We've had a couple of other ones, one at the Avalon uh, Branch Library and one at the Woodson Branch Library, and we appreciate you taking the time to come out. But we also hope that you come over for the first video recording of your answers to the tough questions this Saturday between 2.30 and 4.30 at 449 East 35th Street. We're going to make, we hopefully, this is my vision, to travel the country recording Black America answering the tough questions from the book. And this is going to be our first recording very excited about it, very excited about it. If you'd like to make, to make a reservation for that recording, please call me at 312-239-8835, 312-239-8835. Let's go and feature some of our other members here. Let's start with Sam Moore. Uh, we appreciate Sam Moore. Sam Moore came over to the January 7th, our first networking event over here at the offices of South Street Journal. And he has also his company, and I'm hoping I'm saying this correct, Bear Martin, B-E-R-Y-L, BearMartin.com. Now, when asked what he does, he says, no matter what your business is, either you use or in the future will use business cards, and we know how we run out, and it's, it's shameful. I'm almost ashamed to say uh, Mike House was over here the other day, asked me for a business card, and I'm looking for him. I have some today, though. Printing forms with your logo, stationery, envelopes, flyers, postcards, door hangers, posters, signs, or branding products such as pens, pencils, bags, tablecloths. My company, Burr Martin, offers nothing but the best. Nothing but the best. So if you go to their website, uh, I talked to them. I say, now, you know, these online things are getting kind of cheap. Now, this is what Sam told me. He said he could beat them. So I told him, we're going to put you to the test, Sam. So we want to thank them for reaching out and uh, sponsoring our upcoming event, Let's Meet on the Street, and that's February 4th. we got a lot going on here. we got a lot going on here. I wanted to share with you, Another event coming up with Keisha Nicole. Keisha is the, and I hope Keisha's well, 
Keisha is the actress and founder of the Bronzeville Theater, and they're hosting a national HIV, Black, Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day. Um, and I want to get that information for you. I'll try to get it before I go off the air. But there's some free vendor. I'll be I'll be there at that uh, event. There's some free vendor opportunities there. Um, if you're a member and you'd like to have a table there, the number of tables are limited. But we can check with Miss um, Nicole to see if there are any left. Call me for the information. It's on February the seventh. It's on Thirty Fifth Street. And, uh, yeah, 35th Street's burning up, too, isn't it? It's on 35th Street. She may have a few tables left. There's no charge for the tables. That's why I want to get this information out to you. But call me. I'll go through these thousands of papers that I have on my desk. Is your desk like that? I'll go through these thousands of papers that I have on my desk, and I'll pull up the very, very important information. I do believe, I really do believe, that I sent the members a memo, a memo, excuse me, give me bonics here. I do believe that I sent the members of Chicago's Black Business Network a memo on that event on the 7th. So not only do we want you to come out and get a table on the 7th, we also want you to bring people out to support the event. That is just an important, that's just an important it's just as important when you're coming out uh, to bring somebody. Always bring somebody. It makes the networking go much greater. Because I found out if I walk into a place with someone, there may possibly be people there that I don't know that they know. And that makes the networking even greater. It makes it go even better. So if you come out to network on the 4th or if you come to the book discussion tomorrow or whatever the case may be, don't come alone. Bring someone. But I will get that information. I will get that information back to you. Our call in number is 347-326-9477. Our chat rooms are open. Leave your company information and website links in the chat room. Once again, we want to thank Sam for all that he does for us. Let's see if we can feature another member here. You know, when you come over to Chicago's Black Business Network.com, it's more than just posting your information on a page. It's about utilizing all of the tools that it has to offer. Um, you not only get your own web page, and you'll be, I don't think you'd be surprised because I'm talking to you right now, and you may not even have a web page, but it amazes me how many people do not in this year. It's it's amazing. Um, I had someone going through looking at the member's site and making a note of those who did not have a web page. You do, in essence, have a web page within our network. That is your page. It's called your member's page. It's called my page. That, in essence, is your page here. But your own personal website page, you should each have one of your own. And one of the things we're going to do, one of the things we're going to do uh, this year, and really within this quarter, we're going to start 
training members as to the best way to utilize these main websites. Um, I realize a lot of people are, are on Facebook. I don't see, and you can tell me if it's any different, I don't see a lot of business being done on Facebook. I do post my events. I do uh, communicate. And I do get guests. I do get guests from uh, for the networking events from Facebook. We did a Mid-America event on November the 16th, I think. And uh, we got responses collectively from all of our um, our outreach of about 180 people. Well, out of those, that 180 people, because you know it's a number game, there was approximately, I guess through the night, maybe 60 people, which is still a good percentage. It's still a very good percentage. If you look at Facebook, from my experience, and you tell me if your experience is a little bit different, You'll see, although there are a large number of people responding and saying they're coming and that type of thing, the actual percentage is very, very, very low. Now, I don't know about all the the other events, because ours are business-oriented. Our, our, our events are very business-oriented. It is about connecting. Uh, if we look at the January 7th event, they were about doing business. So I don't know if the, the dance scene or the poetry scene uh, on Facebook has a greater response than the business, business networking or if there's a different way. But that's what, we're all, that's what we're all here to learn about. And we're going to have uh, guests on this particular show right here that are about training us to become better networkers. To, um, As a matter of fact, I listened to one blog talk radio show, and uh, I have invited the young lady, and I'll, I'll go in my notes and I'll get that and I'll follow up with her, who was very, very well-versed uh, in networking. And I, as a matter of fact, wrote down some of the tips as I was on our show because I was just cruising through the shows. But I got to her show, and I, I didn't want to leave because she had some very, very good ideas there for us to utilize. I want to go to a new member that really just joined today, Shaka Barak's page. And we want to thank him. I know he is. He's been about, about Wall Street. He's been to some of the summits. Haven't seen him for a while. But he did come over. He's a new member of Chicago's Black Business Network. And when we asked him about his vision for the next year, this is his response. Our vision is to have people of African descent throughout the African diaspora aware of the life and works of the Honorable Marcus Messiah Garvey, founder and leader of the first mass movement of African Americans. We want to hold 100 lectures and interviews per year. We want to build a build an building worth a large amount of teaching and host a large amount of teaching children and adults to make our objective of educating masses of our race come true. We have some big goals this year, don't we? And there's nothing wrong with setting these huge goals. Our business vision is to train hundreds of young adults who in turn can go out and teach others. And that is 
the only way, the only way, the only way it can be done. The Marcus Garvey Institute, Inc., which I serve as president uh, since 1992, has set up a traveling art exhibit. Oh, that's wonderful. Using lectures on Marcus Garvey's achievements, especially in big business such as shipping corporations and manufacturing, grocery stores, and restaurants. Uh, we've visited universities, museums, festivals, and businesses with our exhibit, leaving the learners with a great deal of information they would not have known otherwise. No other business can provide the quality of presentation we do on the life and works of Marcus Garvey. That is based of, of my over 30 years of research and a network of other Garvenites around the world who help keep it up to date. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. We look forward to having him on an upcoming show, and we look forward to working with him and doing what it is that we do. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. I've got some very, very wonderful feedback from him, and I look forward to having him on an upcoming show within the next couple of weeks. Let's go to our phone lines and see who's on the line. Area code 773, last four digits, 2400. You're on the air with CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Who am I on the line? Who am I on the line with? My name is Sam Moore. Calling from Bill Martin Printing. Bill Martin Printing. You just came on the air? Yes, I did. Yes, you did. Uh, As a matter of fact, just read over your profile on the show. each week we're going to be reading members' profiles, but I think you can tell us better than I can about Beer Martin. Why don't you go ahead, Sam, and tell us about Sam first and then about your company. Well, basically I'm just a 34-year-old uh, black man, uh, born and raised on the south side of Chicago, and I've always been in sales. Since I was 16 years old, I've always worked somewhere where we sold something, and I'm pretty good at it. And, you know, currently I work for a company named Beryl Martin, and I'm actually the national sales director and director of expansion. And we basically do all types of print, whether it be commercial, residential, flyers, pluggers, posters, uh, business cards, and we go all the way up to wide format. We can make, you know, 80 feet wide banners. We have one on Cermak and Wentworth, actually, in Chinatown, where we basically just do custom product creation and print work. And, you know, our main thing is we like to give people the absolute best quality when it comes to print work because there are a lot of scam companies out there these days that tell people, you know, our price is the lowest, we won't be undersold, I'm cheap. And when people end up going for a lot of the scams like that, they end up getting really thin paper, low quality, ink that's running and streaky, and they find out they spent money, they can't get it back now, but, you know, it's a lot of scams out there like that. So I like to give people the top quality at the best price, you know, from a guy right here in the backyard. Great, great. Well, I have to ask you, what does that sign say in Chinatown that you that you, uh, that you you did? It's Can actually a Chinese, it's a Chinese restaurant, and it's actually written in Chinese letters. Oh, no. never. <laughs> I wouldn't know right. that you told me, then, would I? Okay. I no, thought I'd it, go by. It's, 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 it's
if you're driving down Cermak and you go past Wentworth, it actually stretches across the entire street. It goes from one side of Cermak to the other side. It's attached to two buildings. There's no way you can miss it. So if I'm going, uh, is it on both sides, if, whether I'm going yeah. east to west? Yeah. Get out if of here. On, you know I have now you know I have to now you have, I have now I have to see. I'm I'm down oh, in that way all the time. So now I have to see Sam Moore. You listen to C B B N on Blog Talk Radio. We're with Sam Moore from Beer Martin. Am I Beryl Martin. That correct? Beer Martin. Martin. Mm-hmm. Beryl, like Beryl. There you go. But it's not spelled like Beryl. It's uh spelled actually with the owner's mother's name was Burl. B E R Y L. So his mother's name was Burl. She was from the South, and his son's name was Martin. So he named it after his mom and his son. He called it Burl Martin. Burl, Burl Martin, B-E-R-L-Y-N, <laughs> Martin? Yes. I get it? I get it? Yeah, you get it? I get it. BurlMartin.com. Yes, you do. BurlMartin.com. Mm-hmm. Now, we know, I know you know, that um, sometimes... And, and, and our own fault, Sam. We don't spend the appropriate amount of money to market ourselves. Uh, like, for instance, running out of business cards. This happened to me. Um, mm-hmm. Not distributing postcards as we should. Not distributing quality flyers as we should. And uh, probably not getting the results that we should in our marketing efforts. Uh, can you help us since you're a salesperson? and you're in this industry, give us a couple of marketing tips uh, regarding in, in connection to your product, Sam. Well, one thing that a lot of people do that's a huge mistake, they they think that they're in marketing, and I don't mean to disrespect anybody, but a lot of people go to school for many years to learn how to be professional marketers, to learn what colors can generate excitement or make someone be interested in you. And if you don't have a marketing department at your company to actually come up with the logos and the designs for the cards and flyers, it's actually worth spending a hundred or two hundred bucks to have a company actually design your company's logo for you to make sure that they pick the right colors, the right um I don't know how to say it, uh the right image for your company. You know, some people may want to have dragons and maybe a scantily clad woman on their business card or their poster as the image for their company, when that might not be what is going to draw the attention to the company. It could actually take somebody's attention away from it. And one of the services that we actually provide, we actually do um, artwork and design. We have people that actually worked at Paramount and Disney that worked in our art department. And they actually find out exactly what your company is about, what they're trying to do, who their target audience is, and we can come up with a design for your company and give you different options and make sure that it has the actual right colors, the right font of the letters, the right thickness of the cards, flyers, and posters, just to make sure that you maximize on the money that you're spending. Because you can spend a lot of money advertising, but if you don't do it the right way, it's just wasted money. That is true. That is true. Or maybe if you don't use the right combination of marketing products. Exactly. Uh, maybe maybe we're putting out one thing and we should be putting out another, and this is something that comes with uh, probably with learning. And it, it is all about learning. We don't, we're not born uh, 
although my website asks, are you born to network? We're not born, <laughs> and I should be saying that, we're not born networkers. We can learn to network and market. And that's part of what we hope that this show this show will will be about. You were at the uh January seventh networking event. Tell us a little about uh a little bit about what you got of it. That was with uh South Street Journal and Chicago's Black Business Network uh last month and we have another one coming up on the fourth uh, of February, which uh, Borough Margent has agreed to sponsor for us. But tell us about the uh, what you got out of that event that brought you uh, to the point of feeling like you should sponsor us for the next one. Well, one of the things that really got me excited was when I came in and I saw um, Ron Carter. You know, he's actually running for alderman in the 17th Ward, which is the ward where I live at. So to actually meet a politician from my area, you know, was pretty powerful to me. But to just see all the young black people together, you know, they're either business owners or managers or directors in some form, you know, and they're all trying to do something positive. You know, nobody seemed like they had any sort of scamming business going on. Everybody had their own unique niche. And everybody was happy. Everybody was upbeat. And it's been a while, you know, since I've been around a group of people like that. You know, I've been in sales and executive management now for about 16 years, and I've met a lot of people who are always out for it just for themselves. You know, nobody ever wants to just talk and share ideas with you and tell you how they got into the business and kind of give you their trade secrets, but at this particular meeting, everybody did. You know, they all wanted to tell you who they are, where they came from, how they got there, and what they're going to do to get to the next level. So it's kind of like everybody's coming together to help everybody. And that's kind of the way it needs to be right now. It was. I do. It's one of the things I do believe in, and I I talk about that every now and then. We know that uh, we are in competition. There, there is competition in business. That's that's what that's how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. You give your best and you do your best. But in being in competition, you can create a collaborative. Um, environment. I mm-hmm. I spoke of I, I'm not sure if I spoke of, of it on this show or one of the previous shows, but uh Tori Muhammad has been on my show. Okay, he's been on a couple of my shows. And he has a blog talk radio show. Tori Muhammad has a network, being two times. They called me, they did an interview uh in January this month on his network. So I believe uh that we can have a collaboration as we do the same thing. I mean, it's not exactly the same thing, but it's almost the same thing. You have to see his humor. Oh, good, my goodness. I had I went in to read my article that they did, and I'm stuck on that because I'm reading his, his humor. It's political humor. That's what he does. So it's, it's different from what I do, but it's the same thing. It's kind of entertaining a little bit. But we're in, the, we're in the same type of business, okay? He does blast. I do blast with, you know, he has a book out. I has have a book out. But uh Cherry's been in here many times. It's not that type of spirit. It's 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 worthless. I look at it like this, Mr. Moore. Uh there are millions and millions of people out here and we can if we work together we can we can reach out to them. That's why uh we forget when we clawn at each other and trying to drag each other down, that type of thing. I'm on my soapbox now. <laughs> we, forget, we forget, if you look, 
once downtown, there was a Sears, Montgomery Wards, Weebo's, Marshall Fields, all on the same street. Why do you think they was on the same street? Because if you didn't want what that person had, you go down the street to what the other person had. They were bouncing off of each other. It's beneficial. Why does McDonald's come across from Burger King? Not mm-hmm. so much to be competitive, but to give you more choices. Because if one person don't get the money, the other person get the money, and they're, and they're all happy about that. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Yep. So, so uh, in that particular environment that you were speaking of, there was uh, collaboration. It was strange. I, I don't really believe that anyone was in the same type of business, were they? I mean, did you get no. that, that? Everybody was kind of different, weren't they? Yeah, everyone was in a, a totally different industry. It was pretty weird, yeah. Yeah, there was. I mean, there was no two people selling insurance. If there was, I don't know. Or maybe they, it could have been one of their side products or something. But everything mm-hmm. was a little bit different. Like uh, Amazon Beauty Salon was here, and I don't, I don't recall another beauty shop owner being here. So it worked It worked out very, very well, and we're hoping uh, we had a discussion about the event uh, today for February 4th, people. That's Let's Meet on the Street. And uh, Sam will be there. And uh, we're going to post some of your videos on our Blog Talk radio page. So in the upcoming week, you should see that on our page as well, Sam. We appreciate you, and we're going to to sign out now. But don't hesitate to call in any time. This show is about our members. Okay. Take the time to come back again, Sam. We appreciate you. And if you'd like, you can stay tuned. The Consumer Show is coming up. Um, you listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, I'm Sonya Purdue. We appreciate you being with us this evening. Coming up next is the Consumer Show with Derek McNeil, attorney and CPA. This evening, the show is Understanding Your Mortgage. Tune in next week um, on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. And don't forget Thursday evenings, Black Wall Street, USA, right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. This is where Chicago's Black Business Network.com members come to share their business ventures and visions with you, the Blog Talk Radio audience and the world. Join us every Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. right here at blogtalkradio.com slash CBBN. The Consumer Show is up next at 7.30 p.m., hosted by attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where we answer your real estate and banking questions, address your concerns about your consumer protection rights. And speaking of your rights, do you have questions about your legal and political rights? Then you should be here every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. 347-326-9477. We'll be right back with Derek McNeil and the Consumer Show right after this break.
listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. And coming up next is the Consumer Show with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil. This is where Mr. McNeil will answer your questions about real estate, business law, consumer protection rights, and your political and legal questions. Tonight's topic is understanding your mortgage. You want to tune in right here every Tuesday evening at 7.30 p.m. And also remember to ask a friend to join you. Welcome to the show, Mr. McNeil. Thank you. It's my pleasure to join you once again. I must begin by sharing with you, uh, I'm not feeling 100%, so as some of the listeners might tell in my voice, so I wanted to announce that before we got started. But uh, it's a pleasure to um, work with you. Let me share with you, uh, I was pretty saddened to see that the Supreme Court placed Rahm Emanuel uh, temporarily on the ballot, so I wanted to begin with that. Uh, It's going to be a very interesting uh, election here in Chicago in evaluating uh, Mr. Emanuel and his cohorts that are supporting him uh, with with them full well knowing that, uh, as you may know, I teach real estate law. And what's interesting, uh, just the other night I talked about how a landlord cannot just enter a tenant's property. There are certain procedures that you have to follow. Even though you own the property, uh, you lease out the property and so forth. And so, therefore, the tenant has actual rights over that unit. And uh, what's interesting, here he's saying that he resides at a place that he can't even go into. (laughs) He can't get in, in Chicago. So I I thought I would just give that from an intellectual point of view before we get started with talking about mortgages. (laughs) It is going to be interesting, Derek. So uh, let the movie begin. I look at it like a movie. I don't know what the out is going to be, but it is going to be a good uh, plot. Yeah, I guess I've I've always never been a jokester or anything, so I have an interesting sense of humor. In any event, uh, looking at mortgages, so many times consumers enter into mortgages uh, without ever reviewing the mortgage itself uh, or the note, and let's define the two. Uh, A mortgage is, of course, only a security instrument. Actually, what you are paying on every month is your note. Down south, people say that. Let me go and pay my house note, and they are actually correct. Uh, Up here in the north, we say, uh, let me pay my mortgage. So that's incorrect because a mortgage is just a security instrument that secures a promissory note promissory note is what we are actually paying. The mortgage allows the lender certain rights to foreclose against the property, to inspect the property, other rights that are contained uh, in the mortgage. In Illinois, what's interesting about your typical mortgage, excuse me, it's about 15 pages of uh, legal gobbledygook that very few people understand or have ever taken the time to read. So what I share with consumers to begin the process, let's read a mortgage before we are actually buying a property. Let's read a usually a promissory note is anywhere from one to four pages. Let's review and 
read a promissory note as well as review and read a mortgage. And that way we'll be, we'll be steps ahead of the typical lawyer or banker uh, with our basic knowledge in reading those two instruments. And I have already provided the uh, definition that I think the typical consumer uh, should be aware of. So, Derek, in your classes, in your real estate classes, uh, of course you read the, the mortgage and the note, but what about your real estate clients? Do they ever read the mortgage and the note themselves personally? Well, well actually, I instruct people who I've worked with over the years to uh, I try to get them a sample copy of a mortgage and note before they actually perform a closing. So that that way they can kind of review everything. Even if they don't read the entire document, they can kind of be somewhat uh, familiar with what's going on. Well, in very, doing very that, significant. I, I, it is very important and very significant. And, you know, of course, you listen to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil and Sonia Perdue. You know, of course, I did loans, and most of the people do. Now, I've asked them to read those things, too, but it comes back uh, one year later, and they don't have an understanding of anything that's happened. And uh, that's not your fault. It's not my fault. Where does the blame lie? Is it just there's so many documents? Is it so complicated for the layman? Because they, they really get they get Alzheimer's. They don't know anything that happened or what took place. I, I think um, that you bring a very valid point. I think you what, bring a very valid point. Are they overwhelmed what's going on with that? I think that you bring a very valid point about the consumer's responsibility in evaluating uh, real estate documents, beginning with the contract and then so forth with regards to the the uh, the note and the mortgage and other documents. So I think that your point is very significant, and all those that are listening should be aware of that, that the ultimate responsibility of knowing what these documents are does not rest with your lawyer, your banker, or your real estate broker. It rests with the consumer. But And that's great. And how many, you know, in my experience, and I'm sure in your experience too, Derek, how many times do we have to say that? I mean, forever and ever and ever, of course, you know, people have to be repeated. But um, they they don't read them. They, they, they don't read them. And I, I use this as an example of going to, uh, it's the biggest purchase you will ever, ever, ever make. And the and the amount of money was phenomenal that they're spending a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, and it's yes. amazing that you not read the documents. And that's not an absolute because you got some people will beat you down to the ground for. <laughs> and I don't have a problem with those people. I don't have a problem with them at all. But you have some people who do not read the documents, and after they close, they're lost in space. I don't know what will change that, and maybe nothing, Derek. I don't know. Yes, well, I do have a additional fact sheet, so i got to get you these fact sheets so you can begin posting them on the CBBN website. But I have a fact sheet entitled 10 Facts on Financing, uh, 
beginning with my fact sheet, it talks about learning about home loan programs in your area. Banks, mortgage companies, credit unions, state and local government programs. There are all type of programs that are available uh, at various institutions. And so that's one of the first things that a consumer needs to begin to shop around uh, to ascertain what type of programs there are. Now, number two, are there programs that fit your specific needs? Examples being, uh, are there programs specifically designed for a low-income home buyer with your institution? Are there programs specifically designed for a veteran uh, with your institution? How about a senior citizen? How about very important, a difficult person to finance as a self-employed? Uh, do you have programs at your institution that are specifically designed that can assist me uh, being self-employed? For example, I make may, uh, make more money between January and April because I'm in the tax business. So a lender, some lenders will in particularly understand those specific needs. So you as the consumer have to shop that around and ascertain which lender understands your specific situation. That's a very uh, important tip. Then my fact number three, get pre-approved. We're talking about buying a property. We want to get pre-approved and know the conditions that need to be met prior to closing. That's generally known as a loan commitment. We want to review and meet these conditions uh, kind of early on because often uh, we, we get these loan commitments and we don't follow up with them. We think that there's some type of joke and uh, a lot of deals fall by the side because the people have not properly been informed regarding the uh, conditions to close this particular loan. That's another tip. Uh, here's another one, Sonia, that I'd like to get your analysis on. <laughs> uh, number four, you want to ask this of your lender. Find out how long it takes to close your loan from start to finish. So many many lenders will not tell you the truth and tell you, oh, yeah, I can close a loan in five days, ten days. And I often teach people that anytime someone tells you that, you usually triple that time, and then that will be somewhere more close to the truth. What's your view about uh, a lender telling a person when they can close? I can close the loan in five days. <laughs> <laughs> I can close the loan in five days, Derek. But uh, in my experience, and, and I tell you no lie, it depends on a lot of factors. Some loans can close in five days. Those with money, a credit, no beats, no bumps, no headaches. But if you are not one of those people, you may close your loan in 60 days. So right, which is more realistic. Which more, is more realistic very, that we're going to close a loan in 45 to 60 days in general. Yes, it is. Yes, it yes, is. I, yes. I, I think some people should be informed of that. <laughs> okay. Um, no, <laughs> number five uh, on my 10 facts on financing. Study and know the current market as you are seeking a loan and or seeking refinancing. For example, 
what is the current interest rate? Is the proposed loan being offered to you a fixed rate loan where your payments will be fixed, or is it an adjustable rate loan? Is it more advantageous for you to review a 15-year loan versus a 30-year loan? Uh, is this loan a what is the strike that what is the down payment on this particular loan and or the loan to value ratio if you're doing a refinancing so all of those are very important educational activities that the consumer will have to bone up on while they are in either the home buying process to get their initial mortgage and or their refinance or home equity type market if they already own the home. So that is my number five uh, factor. Moving along to number six, get a written loan commitment which outlines the fees, points, and the terms of the loan. So you kind of want to be informed on what are, what's going on with regards to the loan with regards to the fees, the other points and charges with regards to the loan, and most importantly, the term, the interest rate, uh, whether if this loan is particularly if you're doing a, a refinance or a home equity loan. Does this loan have a impound account or reserve? You'd be surprised at the number of people who have refinanced to later find out, wow, now I have to pay my own taxes, and I never was in Formed of that, and those taxes being property taxes as well as insurance on the property because I no longer have a mortgage that has a impound account, which can get you in some big, big trouble. It is something that is a big problem and has been a big problem. And as we share that, that one uh, particular thing uh, with them, now, in my experience, Derek, People have did their reserves and impounds on the first mortgage, and by some genius, and I'm being sarcastic, they decide maybe when they refinance, oh, I don't need to put my taxes in there. I don't need to put my insurance in there, and almost, in, in my experience, 90, 90% of the time, that is a problem because most people, and I'm included, are not disciplined enough to have, save up their own money and do their own reserves and pay their taxes when they do and pay their insurance when, it, when it's due, you know. Uh, it may seem like you're saving money, but how could you save, be saving money with something that you owe anyway and will have to pay? And they're kind of delusional on that part, and it is very painful for them because when those times come repeatedly, repeatedly, they do not have that money. They do not have it, and uh, it's something that they can avoid. And some people, uh, I've heard some people advise them, no, don't let them escrow. You don't get any interest. Well, the interest rate right now on bank accounts is what, like one point what percent, uh, Derek? Uh, uh, well, two point something most percent. Of them, well, often most of them are not even one percent at this time, current market. So you're not save, you're not saving anything. <laughs> you're not you're not missing anything. You know, maybe there was a time. That may have had some truth to it, but by putting your money Correct. in the bank, you're not gaining that much, okay? You're just gaining some heartache. So it's something that needs to be emphasized a little bit more. I'm going to ask you, ask you another question before you go on to your other steps here, your other points. During 
I guess the past 10 years or so, they've offered these uh, as some by requirement, and some had to be stopped, these pre, uh, these classes for, uh, oh, excuse me, I'm having problems too, these classes for those first-time home buyers. They have to go to get a certification, Bay, whatever the case may be. They've offered these classes uh, as sub by law. We know that in some areas it was redlining, and what I call it redlining, there may be another legal term for it, where they were required that is the legal to live term. in those that is the legal term to to live in those areas, Marquette Park, to live in those particular areas, some zip codes with that H B whatever that was, they had you know what it was. To live in these particular zip codes, they had to go to these particular classes. So once you've talked to an attorney, if you've gone to the classes purportedly and you've uh, or some of the classes were online. So there's been outreach for education for the home buyers, what has failed in that, Derek? Well, uh, let's let's talk about that. You're referring to the HB 4050 uh, law. And uh, at first, as it was uh, first crafted, they cited certain zip codes and credit scores. If your credit score, you resided in this X zip code and your credit score fell below X, you had to attend a class and receive a certificate prior to you being able to uh, buy a piece of property and get a mortgage in that particular area. Uh, now, one of the problems with that is the, the teachers of these home buying classes are not very sharp themselves. I taught uh, what are they called? Uh, home home counselors, certified HUD home counselors, or uh, whatever the hell they call themselves. Anyway, I taught a class to them, about eighty of them, and I asked them. I said, uh, "Raise your hand if you know the difference between a mortgage and a note." With the definition that I began your show off with, or our show off with this evening, I said, "Raise your hand if you know the definition uh, of a note mortgage." So very few people uh, raised their hand. Um, maybe three people out of the 80. Uh, two of the people had an incorrect definition, and one of the gentlemen had a partially correct definition. So very interesting that a home buying counselor doesn't know the difference between a mortgage and a note, and he's teaching you these home buying classes. That's the first problem. Second problem is in this law, this discriminatory uh, predatory lending uh, act, they did not address the real predatory lenders. The real predatory lenders have been the nationally chartered banks. Those are the people who have gotten away throughout the black community for years with taking all of our money and not loaning it back to our community. And what's interesting, very, very interesting, they were tempted to, they meaning the legislature, both federal legislature, Congress, as well as the state legislature, has attempted to put uh, mortgage brokers out of business while protecting these national banks who have been known to both discriminate against black people as well as just got this bailout and still fails to give money or loan money. They're not giving anything. Loan money. And that's what they're supposed to be doing. That's what a bank is. So we're in a big mess. 
and the consumer is being hoodwinked by their legislator. And I don't know if the legislator themselves is either just stupid or either being paid off by the uh, uh, lobby of the national bank industry. It is an interesting phenomenon. And uh, they did put at that time, I'm, I'm not sure what that, the year is, it must have been after two, like two oh, 2005, 2006 when that happened. And uh, they did put brokers out. They suffered. If you were doing business in those zip codes, you were out of business. I mean, they, they held on to it long enough uh, before they removed it to put a dent in what you were doing, and a lot of them did not survive. Now, as you were saying, yes, the because I was working for a nationally chartered bank, they were not required to, to fulfill that. It did not apply to them. How is it, How interesting that is. <laughs> it did not apply yes. to them. Yes, they get yes. special exemptions for these uh, various regulatory uh, rulings that are passed by the legislature and the IDFPR and so forth. Um, but the, the point of the matter, that listeners of this show, uh, you should be inquiring by your representatives, what are you doing to force financial institutions, particularly national banks, to loan money in black communities? Not just to take deposits, but to actually loan money in these communities to the residents of the community. And, and how that's much what, are they loaning in a particular area to the residents of that community? Because if we look at the south side of Chicago in the past, let's say, five years, I've been on the north side a long time, but when I come back to the south side now, you see all of these branches over here. Oh, they branching down and branching up and all over. Now, as they move into these branches so that they can collect these deposits and this money, how much are they actually lending in these areas? Well, it's definitely much worse than ever before. It never was a lot, but today it's much worse, and I would direct your listeners to the Woodstock Institute's website, the Woodstock Institute, which has a breakdown about a lot of the discriminatory lending practices of these uh, national banks uh, in their various annual uh, reports that the Woodstock Institute delivers. Okay, I'll take a look at that. Okay, very good. Uh, if I may, I'd like to move to my seventh fact that you should be aware of as a consumer. Similar to what we're talking about now, know your financial institution. Get references. Ask questions. What if problems come up? Who do I deal with? Does it make the kind of loan, it meaning the institution, does it make the kind of loan that you need? How many loans have they made in the past 12 months? Then very important, is your institution a national bank, a federal savings bank, a mortgage banker, a mortgage broker, or a credit union. So as an intelligent consumer, we need to figure out, number one, what type of institution are we dealing with? Number two, who regulates that institution? What 
government oversight? Is it the Federal Reserve Board? Is it the uh, Division of Banks and Real Estate in the state of Illinois? Is it the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency who regulates national banks? Uh, is it the Office of Thrift Supervision who regulates federal savings banks? Is it the NCUA who regulates credit unions? National Credit Union Administration. We need to know how to make a complaint. We need to know how to make a written correspondence about failing to lend, et cetera, with the, both the institution as well as the regulator. Now, Derek, in talking about banking, um, and since we're referencing it, there seems to be, oh, what would be my word, a lot of hoopla going on right now with Chase's um, announcement that they will raise banking fees. Yes. And uh, I'm not that familiar with it. Maybe you are, and you can tell our consumers what's going on, because it seems to be, uh, I don't think it's a huge protest, but a protest against these banking fees. Well, uh, Chase in particular has not been a good uh, friend of the black community in any way, uh, shape, or form. Uh, I can remember when Chase was First National Bank of Chicago and Bank One, and we met with uh, some of their officials, in fact, at that time, the chairman, and he shared with us, we were there to protest about their lending activities, he shared with us that they were the chief sponsors of the gospel fest. So we're like, well, sir, we're not here to talk about your community activities. We're here to talk about your lending practices. But, no, I am not familiar. I, I did see that uh, this, uh, them raising the fees the other day on the news, but that's the extent of my knowledge. I, I but I do know Chase has problem off. after problem. <laughs> I, I, I was laughing so hard I had to turn that off. <laughs> Woo, it sounds so but typical. It's, but anyway. This shows you the kind of lack of respect that these financial institutions have for your money that you're depositing in them so and your accountability to them. So I tell consumers, depositors, make sure that you hold your financial institution accountable. And the first step in holding them accountable is knowing the type of financial institution that we're doing business with. In, in my classes, I survey people, bankers, lawyers, CPAs, real estate brokers, etc. Uh, who do you currently bank with? They say XYZ Bank. Can I ask you, what type of charter does that bank hold? Are they a national bank, a federal savings bank? 99.9% .9 of the people who've ever answered that question say, we have no idea of the type of bank that we bank with. So we definitely don't know, number one, how to make a complaint. Number two, we've definitely never written a letter to uh, the regulator and or any other agency with regards to the, the institution's lending activities. Well, Derry, you're going to have to put me on that list because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and so you've been a banker for out. 10, 15 I'm years or so. Out. I'm going yes, to find absolutely. out. <laughs> All righty, moving along, if I may, to my eighth step. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Watch out for fees, application fees, junk fees, 
processing, underwriting, overnight mail, late payment, prepayment. There are all types of fees in your mortgage documents. So you have to be very careful. For example, there's recently been a class action lawsuit about overnight mail fees. Some lenders charging 80 bucks for overnight mail fees, and they only were actually paying like 17 bucks for the fee. Similar to how lenders were charging 50 bucks for the credit report and only paying like 12 bucks for the actual report itself. So people should be aware that most of these fees are negotiable. It's very difficult, however, to negotiate these fees at the closing. So the first thing we got to do is figure out what the fee is before the closing. Then we can kind of halfway say, wait a minute, you're trying to charge me 80 bucks for an overnight fee, and what is the process? What do you mean 450 bucks for processing? Just what does that mean in your view? And you'll find that some of these fees you can get negotiated down if you do it prior to the closing. Because somebody's going to pay. <laughs> if it's not you, it's going to be the lender. But you you pay in different ways. It's uh, I think it's it's complicated. And then at the same time, it's not. There is there are no free rides. The bank has set up how much they want to make off a particular loan, and uh, you will pay it through the interest rate, or you pay it through fees. But depending on the well, well, but let me let me interrupt you for a moment. I don't think that it should be justified that you try to raise my rate because I'm a knowledgeable consumer that's inquiring about your fees. You have to justify charging me $80 for overnight mail. If you legitimately paid $80 to mail me something, I don't mind paying that. But what happens is if you charge a 1,000 customers $80 for overnight mail when in fact you, meaning the lender, only paid $17 for such overnight mail. That's the issue that we're talking about. Isn't that a wonderful thing from the banking side? And that's just oh, one yes. fee, oh, yes. Derek. But see, that's, that's what banks fee. have done. That's just one fee. Yes, that's what banks have done. Instead of them loaning money and being in the lending business, now banks make a tremendous amount of money um, the, there are numerous studies and reports about this from the Consumer Federation of America, which I am a member. And they talk about how the new era of banking is the collection of fees, overdraft fees, uh, uh, late payment fees, uh, uh, prepayment fees, application fees, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the new way that banks are now Minimum balance fee. They got a fee for everything. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's the way of the world. You know, I wanna uh, I wanna tell you. You listen to CBB on a blog talk radio with attorney and CPA Derek McNeil, and I just want to share with you, uh, Derek, one of the toughest, uh, one of the toughest, not necessarily the toughest, uh, customers clients that I had uh, doing a mortgage was an attorney, <laughs> and okay. I have never been uh, disrespectful or gotten into arguments with my customers. I would pretty much explain. I pretty much had control of the situation. But we was battling. 
we was battling for the points and the fees. Like you say, we were going, yes. uh, he wasn't paying. We was going back and forth with those fees, was battling on the interest rates, and I guess he was enjoying it. He did. We did close, and even years later, we, we still talk. But it was a battle for those fees. He was fighting tooth and nail not to pay a fee, and I was fighting tooth and nail not to take it off because it, it affects the interest rate. You said it should not, but it, it all affects the interest rate and how much the loan officers get paid on the back end as to what those fees are. Those They're going to deduct it from what I get paid on the back end if I eat those fees. So he and I, we were just, we were fighting tooth and nail to the closing table, Derek. He wanted something taken off. He just, oh, he was just performing up in there. And I sit there, wouldn't take it off. I, I sit there. I wouldn't, I, I wasn't giving, it wasn't, it wasn't, it had something to do with his taxes. What my, you know, what my fee, you know. And he yes. just, he couldn't give me the budge on that one. But it was, well, what, it was what, what consumers should get out, what consumers should get out of our little debate here is that attempt to negotiate. All you can be told is no. And then you That's ask it. again. Moving along. Uh, I have two more, Sonia, and then I'd like to kind of get off a little early because I'm not feeling too good, if you don't mind. Uh, number nine <clears throat> on my ten facts. Be- be- excuse me. Before you close, review the HUD-1 settlement statement. And what a HUD-1 uh, document is, it's a, it's a federal uh, document pursuant to the uh, Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, which is a federal law. The HUD-1 is a uniform settlement statement. In that statement, it outlines line by line all of the fees, charges, and closing costs. It's important for the consumer to learn about the HUD-1 and to review these uh, documents as well as lawyers, real estate brokers, etc. Because this is where your transactions are. This is where the numbers and the nitty-gritty takes place on the uh, HUD-1. And I also tell people when they're looking at their mortgage, find out whether if this is a refinance or a purchase, find out when your first payment is due and how much your first payment will be. Very important at the closing that you understand that. Absolutely. Okay. Do you have enough time to take a caller, Derek? Yes, I do. Okay. You know, this is CBBN on Blog Talk Radio with Derek McNeil, attorney and CPA. The topic tonight is understanding your mortgage. Area code 704, you're on the air with Derek McNeil. Good evening. Well, good evening, Sonia and Derek. I have a question. Uh, it's sort of, well, it's kind of off of it, off the topic a little. But it, uh, according to foreclosures. Okay, do which you was remember our topic th- last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> um <clears throat> Has the laws changed since 1968 as far as? May I ask you, which state are you in? North Carolina. North Carolina. See, the first thing that we have to deal with um, in evaluating laws is that laws are local. 
particularly foreclosure statutes and laws, are local. So in Illinois, we have uh, amended our foreclosure laws several times, uh, even in the last two years. So we have a lot of new laws here in Illinois that probably are not uh, particular to your state. So they would only apply to Illinois. Okay, well, um, do you remember uh, Mr. Daly? Jerome Daly. Daly? Jerome Daly. No, I do not. Well, they were going to foreclose on his property, and they took him to court. Um, Well, the bank took him to court. I think it was the first national bank. And he was able Uh, to beat them? Huh? Was he able to beat the foreclosure? Yes. I do remember that case. It's funny that you would remember that. In fact, I have an article. Forgive me for interrupting you. I have an article about <laughs> that, and I, <laughs> I talk about that sometimes in my class. Okay. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, uh, that's why I'm asking if you remember that case uh, and if the laws of 1968 has changed due to the fact that the Federal Reserve, because of the transactions that the bank uh, does, well, the bank transfer the loan loan process anyway. Loan servicing is what you're referring to, yes. Yes. So from my way of thinking, I think that would apply to all foreclosures, no matter what state you're in. Well, to a degree, you are somewhat correct, but let's look at it this way. Each, there are federal statutes that govern mortgages, Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, Federal Truth in Lending Law, uh, Equal Credit Opportunity Act, etc. There are federal statutes that govern uh, mortgages, but foreclosure in itself is a state regulated type of entity. Now, you may raise as a defense to a foreclosure, very intelligent on your behalf, and you're absolutely correct, you may raise a defense to a foreclosure action in any state that violates a federal law. So you can say this uh, type of loan was never in compliance with the Federal Truth in Lending Law Section X, Section Y, so forth, and therefore you ask for this portion of the loan to be forgiven, dismissed, et cetera. So, yes, you are correct to a degree. Okay. Well, thank you on that one. But I would think that to – I would think the way that I would purchase some property is use a – go to the owner – I don't know if it could be done or not, but it somehow it should be able to be done. Go to the owner, present him a money order from the post office because those uh they those are guaranteed. They are backed. You know what I'm saying? I well I'm, I'm I would a... have a no bar uh deed. 
to the property. Interesting. Well, let me tell you, let me thank you for uh, <laughs> your extensive knowledge that you have shared uh, with us tonight and uh, so forth. So let me thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for joining us, Dan. We appreciate you. Okay. Have a good evening. Okay, Yeah, I'd like to conclude with my final point, if you don't mind. Uh, okay. When refinancing, when refinancing, review all of your old documents, meaning your documents when you first bought the property or if you've refinanced before, review those documents to try to catch yourself up a little bit on just what the documents look like, where the numbers are, et cetera. Why do I have this document this time? Why didn't I get it the next time? So forth. And you also may review the fact sheet that I have, uh, 10 facts on financing. In the near future, I'm going to get you a copy of uh, this document where you can post it on the CBBN website. I also have a publication that I recommend that uh, homeowners, real estate brokers, attorneys, mortgage brokers obtain, and it is called the Barron's Real Estate Dictionary. The Barron's Real Estate Dictionary, because real estate, banking, mortgages, etc., is full of jargon and terms, and oftentimes these terms and jargons, jargon can become confusing. So on that note, I'd like to uh, thank you and thank the listeners for allowing me uh, this evening, and particularly that very educated caller that called in, and uh, I'm going to try to get me a little rest this evening. Derek, I want to thank you for being with us this evening, and I look forward to being with you again next Tuesday on the Consumer Story. You have a great evening and feel better. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night. You're listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, Sonia Cassandra Purdue. Just want to remind you of our upcoming events. Let's Meet on the Street, that is 35th Street, is coming up on February the 4th. We look forward to you joining us, 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. We're going to listen to a little drum beats there and have a little drum lesson, some sparkling wines, and uh, some light refreshments, some great hors d'oeuvres from our sponsor, BurrMartin.com. And uh, that's at the offices of the South Street Journal, 449 East 35th Street in Chicago for connecting that is much more than networking. Make the contacts that you need in 2011 that will take your business to the next level of success. Also, as the author of Black America asking yourself the tough questions, my question is, can you answer the tough questions? Uh, my book discussion on the tough questions is tomorrow, one of them, King Branch Library, 3436 South King Drive. That's tomorrow in Chicago at 2.30 at 3436 South King Drive, the King Branch. Please come over and join us. The book, Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, is now available on Amazon.com. Also, on January 29th, that's this upcoming Saturday, at 11.30 a.m. to 2 p.m., we will record, have our first video recording of the tough questions. Call me at 312-239-8835 if you'd like to join us. That also is going to be at 449 East 35th Street. We know we appreciate Ron Carter. Ron Carter just lets us have all kinds of things, y'all. 
all kind of things. This this people out there now. Uh, I'm in the conference room looking out over Lake Meadows in Chicago. For those of you who live in Chicago or used to, I have a full view of Lake Meadows here as I sit in the back conference room and talk to you here on CBB and on Blog Talk Radio. Talk to people all over the world. I tell, um, I try to advise my people not to miss a marketing opportunity. We get some great hits in the archives. People will hear about your business and your business vision. They will hear about what you do. You don't know who's listening from all over the world. We don't know who's listening. Who's listening? There's no list of people who's listening. But someone, someone could have the service, uh, have an interest in the service that you're providing, the product you're providing, um, what you're talking about. You may be of interest to them regarding your book. That could get you an interview. It could get you a TV show. You just could get you a part in the play. You never, 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 ever, ever miss an opportunity to market. This is a marketing tool for the members of Chicago's Black Business Network. Everyone can't come on a Tuesday, but some people can. We do feature our members. That is what we do. That is what is unique about us. It's about you. That's what we want to do, and we want to continue to do that through 2011. And I also want to remind you, because I don't want you to forget, call me about that event on February 7th. I don't have my notes here. There's an opportunity for free vendor tables. And call me at 312-239-8835. I will dig out that information. It is with uh, Keisha Nicole, the owner and founder of the Brasville Theater. She's hosting in conjunction with some other people, uh, Black HIV Awareness Day, HIV AIDS Awareness Day, and it's February 7th, and I want you to get those tables if there's any of them left. Also, don't forget to visit us at Chicago's Black Business Network.com, Black Wall Street District.com, BlogTalkRadio.com, plus CBBN, because you can listen to all of our shows and archive. And one of the most important things I want to tell my people about marketing, about marketing, we're fortunate. We are fortunate. No matter what our hits are on this show, our shows will be rebroadcast on WJPCChicago.com. All of the shows eventually will be rebroadcast. Black Wall Street Now is rebroadcast on Saturday mornings, 9 a.m. to 11. They have 100 times more hits than we do. So it's important that you come to the show, tell us about what it is that you do. Because not only will the Blog Talk Radio audience around the world have the opportunity to listen to your story and your vision. WJPC Chicago listeners who gets 100 times more hits than we do will have an opportunity to listen to what it is that you do. That's why uh, we started this show. That is why we do this show. We want to assist you in taking your business to the next level of service. Now, as far as the consumer show, this is the third show that Derek Manil has recorded for us, has broadcast for us. So advantage of these shows being in archive, you can go to last week's show 
and get uh, pick up that information on mortgage foreclosures. You can go to the first show, which got a tremendous amount of hits, and pick up that information on the best 10 startup tips for your business. So you can go through these shows like they're our lessons, and we hope to do that a little bit more. I want to make one more announcement. I'm not sure if I made this announcement on the last show or not. Uh, formulating the plan of what's getting ready to happen and how we as CBBN are going to move to the next level of success. We are creating our own Internet radio station, which is Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. We're going through the process of setting it up this quarter. It's all news, all black, all you, serving the Chicagoland communities. It's going to be a station, this is my vision, an Internet radio station focused on providing information, which to me is news, on things that you can use to enhance what you do with your business. Every show it's going to be that focused. That is my vision, that at the end of each show, you will have a website, you're going to have a telephone number, you're going to have someone you should call, you're going to have a product that you can use. It's not going to be about selling products. That's not what it is. It's going to be, although we will have insurance people, we will have people out there who have products. That's not where I'm going with that particular show. It is going to be about providing information over and over and over and over again as to what you can do to enhance your businesses, whether it's grants that are coming up, whether there are business meetings that are coming up. It is not about going to be about self-promotion. Of course, we are going to self-promote ourselves because it's part of what we do. We are business people also, and there will be business people and business-minded and spirited people conducting these shows, but it's going to be about every show offering you something that you didn't know about, you hadn't heard about, you didn't know about, but you can use, and that's what we're going to be doing in 2011. We appreciate you being part of what we do Day and Friday, appreciate you calling in and being a listener. Hope to see you back real soon. Hey, you got your own blog talk radio show. You forgot to mention that. Call in next Tuesday and tell us about it, Diane. I thank you so much. Thank you for listening to CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. Have a great evening.